You have queued up The Roulette Tapes, a program of adventurous music and conversation recorded at the New York City Concert Hall, Roulette. You can hear thousands of concert recordings from Roulette's past and present and find news of upcoming events celebrating innovation and imagination at roulette.org. Aren't you curious? Welcome to another episode of The Roulette Tapes. I'm Susan James. Guitarist Mary Halverson, recipient of a MacArthur Fellowship, is a composer and performer who stretches musical genre as she brings together elements of classical, folk, rock, and jazz guitar to the many projects she's been a part of. She sat down with us recently to discuss the variety of ensembles she has performed with at Roulette, and we'll hear excerpts from some of those concerts. The full performances are available in the Roulette Concert Archives at roulette.org. Here's Mary Halverson. I'm a guitarist and composer based in Brooklyn, New York. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts, and I grew up there. And I moved to New York when I was 21, and I've, I've been here ever since. So at this point, I've been in New York longer than, than Boston, so it's really the place that I call home. I started on violin when I was about seven years old, and I played that for maybe four or five years. And I loved music, but I just didn't feel like it was the right fit for me. Um, I wasn't really enjoying playing in orchestras, and I was more interested in rock and roll, hence the guitar. <laughs> so I switched to guitar around age 11 when I, when I first heard Jimi Hendrix, and started learning jazz. Uh, my teacher was a jazz guitarist, and I gradually got more interested in that. And so that was really my main path into music was through studying jazz. And then later, more experimental forms of jazz. Um, Anthony Braxton was my teacher at, at Wesleyan University, so through him I kind of opened up a whole world of different types of music. 
it was a really great program there, just really open and, and experimental and creative. Um, and I also studied at the jazz program at the New School for a while. Um, so yeah, my focus was on music, on guitar specifically, on jazz, but also on, on all types of music, really. I've, I've always been interested in integrating lots of different influences, different types of music, and trying not to be pegged down by genre or the idea of genre. two guitars that I play. I'm, I'm not really a guitar collector. I'm not the kind of guitarist that has 80 guitars lying around at home. So I really have two and I, I can't say that one is my favorite over another, but they're sort of equally important to me. One is a Guild Artist Award from 1970, um, which I've been playing for 20 years. And I just love it. It's just a beautiful instrument. Gets a great acoustic sound and a really warm, resonant instrument. And I also have a custom-made guitar, which I use mostly for travel. It has a removable neck by the Luthier Flip Scipio. And it's a really cool instrument, just one of a kind, unique guitar um, that has similar qualities to the Guild, just in, in how it feels and, and how it sounds, but looks completely different and, and it's a really special instrument as well. So I kind of split my time between those two instruments. say the roulette for me has been really a home base since I started performing when I moved to New York. I, I received my first commission from roulette when I was in my 20s and actually that's one concert that stands out to me because again it was it was the first time I was commissioned to write something which was for my quintet um, and that was at the old roulette or one of the old roulettes when it was on Green Street in Manhattan um, so I remember workshopping that music and and presenting my quintet, Jess Smith on drums, John Bear on bass, Jonathan Finlayson on trumpet, and John Aravagon on alto saxophone. And, you know, something I've always enjoyed is the challenge of a new project or writing for a new instrumentation, a new group of people, um, which is probably why you're seeing so many different types of groups, because it is something that I enjoy. Is, the challenge of, of a new project. So at the point when I did that concert, that was the largest group I'd ever done of five people as a leader.
So another concert I remember fondly from Roulette is my band Code Girl, for which I write the lyrics and the music. And that concert featured Amirtha Kadambi on voice, Adam O'Farrell on trumpet, Michael Formanek on bass, and Toma Fujiwara on drums, and myself on guitar. My, my Another concert I remember which was quite special to me was a duo I did with the guitarist John Dietrich, who's the guitarist in one of my favorite bands, Deerhoof. And we did a collaboration where it was unique for me because it was a very different process. You know, normally 
when I work with people, I've written some music and I, I bring it in and the band plays it or I'm playing somebody else's music or we're improvising and there's no written music. With John, we wrote collaboratively, um, but we didn't write anything down. It was all a process of sending ideas back and forth and doing things by ear and recording multiple layers on, on different guitars. For me, it was a really different process and, and really fun and, and cool to be able to just try to work in a different way. So the the concert we presented at Roulette was these pieces that some of them he wrote and some of them I wrote, but we each had input and then some of them were more collaborative than others. And then kind of memorizing the, the written material and, and weaving improvisation throughout.
Thumbscrew is a collaborative ensemble I'm a part of with the bassist Michael Formanek and the drummer Toma Fujiwara. And that's a project, actually next year it's going to be 10 years, so it, it's been a band for quite a while. And as a collective, it's really great. For me it's different than being a band leader in that we all write compositions, we all have equal input into how the project is moving forward, what the music sounds like. We're, we all take equal part basically in making everything happen that, that goes into being a band. And we're all equally invested in it. And I think because of that, we've been able to keep it going for a long time. Um, we've recorded now, let me see, I think six records together and, and we're actually gonna record another one next month. So that's a really special project and, and something that I intend to keep going for a long time if we can. And so that concert was my 40th birthday, actually. It was during the pandemic, so it unfortunately couldn't have a live audience. But we were able to do a, a live stream for Roulette that night, which was really beautiful. Just to be able to celebrate my birthday there in a space that's meant so much to me with a band that, that means so much to me. It was a really special evening.
so the project I'm doing in September at Roulette is, it's actually two projects and both of them grew out of the pandemic. It originally started with a new sextet project I put together for a gig that I had in New York, which then got canceled during the pandemic, but I had already written all the music. My intention was to continue with the project whenever it was possible to do live performances again. And that's a, a sextet with Adam O'Farrell on trumpet, Jacob Garchik on trombone, Patricia Brennan on vibraphone, myself on guitar, Nick Dunstan on bass, and Toma Fujiwara on drums. So I wrote a bunch of music for that group, and then during the pandemic I, I was just thinking a lot about strings and string quartets. I was listening a bunch to string quartets, and so I thought about adding a string quartet to that project. And that, again, going back to the idea of new challenges was, was exciting for me because I got to really study orchestration and, and think about the instruments and in a weird way in my head loop back to my childhood days on violin um, when I was thinking about writing for strings. So I'm, I'm really excited to be working with the Mebos Quartet on, on that project. So the sextet is called Amaryllis, and that's the sextet I mentioned earlier with the Mebos Quartet joining for half of the tracks. So that's one component of the project. And then I enjoyed writing for the string so much that I wrote another set of music, which is just for string quartet and guitar. So I have, that, that project is called Belladonna. And that's going to be a program of string quartet music with me playing guitar with Mebos. So they're sort of interrelated projects, but they're also separate. Um, so it'll be two sets each night, one with me and the string quartet and one with everybody. Eventually, that's going to turn into two albums, which should be released, I think, around May of 2022 on, on Nonsuch Records. I've had a really long relationship with Roulette and my first experience with Roulette I remember very well because it was had to have been in the late 90s and it was when Roulette was in Jim Staley's loft in Tribeca and I had gone there I used to go to a lot of concerts when I was a student and I had gone to see Joe Morris play a duo with William Parker at, at Roulette when it was in that space and just being totally blown away and I ended up asking Joe for lessons and I ended up studying with him for years and it was really in a weird way that grew out of roulette as well. Um, so that was a really special experience and then just throughout my time in New York it was just a place I would always go check out music at and there was so much good music happening all the time. And just really felt like a creative space where people could experiment and try out new ideas and still had a really eclectic and diverse programming. Now, since Roulette moved to Brooklyn, happy coincidence for me is I live 10 minute walk from Roulette, or maybe even less. So it's a, a place I can just, if there's something cool happening, I can just walk over and, and check it out. And so I, I was really happy <laughs> when that move happened. And so, I, yeah, it's a place I've been, I've been hearing music for years. I've been performing there for years. I, I feel very lucky that it's a space that's allowed me to present a lot of new work 
And it's, it's always been, for me, the venue I feel most at home at, that I'm able to really try out new ideas and, and it's a beautiful space to perform in as well. So yeah, it continues to mean a lot to me and it's just a, a really great space for arts and multimedia, everything. There's, there's so much great stuff happening all the time. I've been to Roulette three three times since uh, since they started having audiences back, and I really I was practically crying the first time because I hadn't seen a live show in so long. I mean, it's really emotional. performance from Mary Halverson from 2015, part of the Roulette Concert Archives. The Roulette Tapes is a production of Roulette Intermedium. This project is made possible in part with support from the National Endowment for the Arts and the Grammy Museum, and has been named a 2021 Webby Award honoree. Our executive producer is David Weinstein. I'm Susan James. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to The Roulette Tapes, a program of adventurous music and conversation. This series is produced by Roulette Intermedium. You can find thousands of concert recordings from Roulette's archives and news of upcoming events at roulette.org. <laughs>